This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This week at Macy's, discover big savings on fashion and home essentials. Keep warm and stay on trend with specials on coats for him and her, 60 to 65% off. Get 25% off women's shoes for any weather. And refresh your space with select Charter Club bedding and bath collections, now 50% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast, brought to you as always by our friends over at Dr. Squatch. Use promo code I'm Fat20 for 20% off your orders of $20 or more. And Team Hockberg, 855-56-David, 56david.com for all your mortgage needs. I am Recamp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, 2020's finally over. 2021 has started. I'm still fat and things still aren't <laughs> great and things still aren't great on the whole. However, at least it's a new year and it's a new start. So how was your new year's? A new start. Uh, my new year's was good. It was uh, <laughs> it was very uh, I don't know. I think just as I get older, I lose interest in these things. And I think just 2020 sucking as horribly as it did. Yeah. Um, I, when New York hit me I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to go to bed. I, was, <laughs> I didn't need to watch Janet Davies and Mark Greco's puppets make out this year. Did you see that? I did see that. Oh, that was a thing. Um, but hey, look, you got to give credit. Uh, as poorly produced as the ABC7 broadcast is for the open of that show where Cheryl Scott and uh, the anchorman's name is escaping me do a dance number. Mm-hmm. That is very highly produced and glossy. Yes. It's just the drop off from that open to <laughs> the rest of the broadcast yes. is quite stark. But uh, I appreciate it. Cheryl Scott, very talented, good mm-hmm. dancer. And yeah, it's 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 fun. But uh, yeah, so we just watched the New Year's Eve stuff and then like, yeah, all right. I've given this year enough. I'm about to go to bed. But uh, so far, 2021 is off to a good start. We've had some good stuff happening around here, some decent meals. We've got a lot to get to today. We've got your Ask a Fat questions, of course. We've got this or that. And we're debuting our new segment, The Fat Fessional. Thanks to everybody who chipped in and gave us a Fat Fessional as I unprofessionally scramble for the phone number that I forgot to write down. It's 708-858-3314. 758-3314. If you want to leave us a message, we'll put your voice on the podcast. Most importantly, make sure you rate, subscribe, review the podcast. Those iTunes, uh, Apple podcast reviews, five stars and some positive words are like gold in the podcast world. So feel free to leave us those. We're on all social media at I'm Fat Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're on Patreon at I'm Fat Pod. And make sure you check out our T Public Shop Go to the links in our social media bios for our direct link, direct link to our T Public Shop. So, Rick, I want to start uh, today's show with what I did yesterday. Um, Hope woke up and she said, "Hey, I'm like yes." I'm like, "Oh, what's about to happen?" She's like, <laughs> "Do you, do you no. want to go to Do Right Donuts for breakfast?" I'm like, "Yes, I do. Even better than what I was hoping." Um, so <laughs> we. Uh, you know the the family gets in the car so this probably a longer right- commute too <laughs> <laughs> yes so this new do right donuts opened in tinley park 183rd street just west of harlem and i don't know what the deal is but apparently like tinley park hasn't found this yet there's never a line there's never anyone there we've been there three times since they opened 
went yesterday at like 10.15 to get some breakfast sandwiches because we've had the donuts. Um, Rick, let me tell you, man, the breakfast sandwiches there are great. I do take a slight hmm. issue with how they do it. I got the bacon sandwich, which was scrambled eggs, really thick cut, homemade, like excellent bacon. This is bacon that has not been sitting out for a long time. And Tillamook cheddar. Okay. Now, the way it comes is what I just described, plus mayo and tomato. Mm. Yeah. I don't. I'm more concerned about the tomato on a breakfast sandwich than anything. Right. Because it'll make everything less crispy. Yeah. So I didn't obviously didn't get that. I don't need a salad on my breakfast sandwich. Right. But it was on a really nice brioche bun. Absolutely delicious. Um, that was so, so good. And then they've got the same thing with um, with chicken and chicken sausage. Because I don't know if most people know this, but most do-right locations serve fried chicken too. Chicken sandwiches, chicken tenders. The chicken sandwiches there are phenomenal. Really? So if, yes. If you've never tried the one, I know the one outside Wrigley Field sells the chicken. I don't know if the one downtown Chicago sells it, but I think every other do-right you can find sells the chicken sandwiches and the breakfast sandwiches. And of course, I think of the craft donuts, do-rights are the best. I don't think it's even close because they just open the stands in Orland Park and that like that lines down the street, but you're five minutes away from do-right, which is a better donut and uh, there's no line at all. So I hope I don't ruin that, <laughs> but even like the Hope got a blueberry crumb donut yesterday, and it was one of the best donuts I've ever had in my life. Phenomenal. By the way, I like that it was my wife gets this donut, and it was one of the best donuts I've ever had. Oh, I tasted it. You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> I had to make sure it wasn't poison. Yeah. It's no, like I do with your Skittles when you get them at work. Like, Rick, 100%. Yeah. I think I just saw a bug crawl into that. Let me eat that Skittle for you. Yep. So you don't get sick. I'm just trying to take care of the people I love, Rick. That's all. By the way, um, I don't know what day of the week they refill the uh, company kitchen, but in case you are in the building anytime soon. Uh, Tomorrow. Be, okay. So, so so be prepared that uh, it is not full tilt. <laughs> there, there's a, a single bag of uh, Funyuns. <laughs> Dude, for a while, that was it. It was like three packs of Trident gum and like the bastard children of the uh, of the drink, uh, whatever you call them, cases. Yeah. Oh, man. Trident gum is really good if you want five seconds of flavor. Just going to leave that there. And <laughs> my nickname in college. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's no good transition out of that. No, but there's not. I will I will uh, take everybody to, you know, the very reputable news establishment of the onion for a headline that is 100 it's from like four years ago but it was reposted and you know what i feel seen because the headline reads <laughs> man ashamed of himself after cashier reads food order back to him <laughs> that's too real yeah. this is this is a one paragraph article so i will read this because it is so spot on so credit to the onion for this this is claimed to be in in orange california checking over his shoulder to make sure no one else was within earshot area man Derek jordan reportedly felt deeply ashamed of himself wednesday after a cashier at a local fast food restaurant read his order back to him quote yeah yeah okay you got it said a mortified jordan cringing and staring <laughs> downward at the counter as the cashier continued to list off each of his items one by one several of which she made a point to note he had ordered with extra cheese quote yep <laughs> uh-huh that's everything jesus sources reported that jordan was then too humiliated to look at the cashier when she handed him his order several moments later immediately retreating to the most isolated booth in the restaurant furthest from any patrons or windows <laughs> so true it's so great it sounds so much worse when you're here when they're reading it back to you like, yeah, no, it's on the screen. No, it's on the screen. I got it. Yep. Screen's right. Just read the screen and that's correct. Yeah. Oh. Because a lot of time you're just like, okay, item. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. 
That sounds good. And you're not thinking about the totality of it. And sometimes you even get the food and you're like, this might be too much. This is a lot of food. Right. Well, I had a similar experience last night. So um, we did not have a New Year's dinner. So I wanted, I was helping my parents out uh, late. I had to go to the dentist again. I told you about that where I, had to, where I broke my tooth. Did no. I about this? So like two weeks ago, I was eating popcorn and I broke my tooth. So I had to go get it bonded. Well, like a dumbass, uh, I was biting my nails and broke the bonding. So I had to go back yesterday and get that done. So after that, it's like halfway between my house and my parents' house. So I did some grocery shopping for them. And I'm like, well, I'm going to surprise Hope, and I'm going to bring her her favorite food. It's called Semsem. It's like a Mediterranean Chipotle or Qdoba, whichever you prefer. Okay. Uh, where you just like walk Qdoba. in, they've got certain, of course, certain meats, certain toppings, whatever. It's not my thing. I don't know. I can't get into Mediterranean food. I have tried and tried and tried. The just flavor profile is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Hope's favorite. And right next to there is Pepe's. Pepe's is my favorite crappy restaurant. Like okay. there, there's no doubt that Pepe's is, I mean, it's fine. It's gringo Mexican, right? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of <laughs> Pepe, the legendary Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Whose son was Pepe. Um, yeah, Died so, in his sleep last night. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up with Pepe's and like, that was kind of the first taco place I got. Me and my aunt Rita okay. would get it all the time. So all I ever get from Pepe's is a soft shell taco with beef and cheese only. That's my order of Pepe's. It's mm-hmm. not what I get anywhere else, but that's the taste I'm familiar with. So <laughs> I ordered for me and Addie, but the cashier doesn't know this. So I call up, I go, I need seven tacos with just beef and cheese <laughs> and an order of chili con queso. Have you had this, Rick? The chili con queso? Not from there. This is a, a bowl. Mm-hmm. Full of melted cheese. Yes. And what I imagine is just enchilada sauce. Nice. And you, they melt it super, super, you know, melty, and you dip chips and just eat hunks of cheese out of this thing. I put it on the tacos, mm-hmm. but I walked into Pepe's. She's like, I'm like, uh, yeah, pick up for Jay. She's like, you had the seven tacos and a chili con queso. I'm like, mm, yeah. Yes, but two of those are for my daughter. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, Pro tip, if you're looking to catch COVID, uh, the Tinley Park Peppies is a great place for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like, walked in. It was like full seating. Oh. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I I think they did not seat people in the main, like, open floor area. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's a rectangular restaurant, as most restaurants are. Um, but, and, like, booths go around the outside. So all the booths were full, but the inside was empty. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the table and leave. <laughs> like, yeah, there's is- a, there's a lot of places that are kind of just fed up and are just like ignoring yeah. orders here. I, I it, Look, it's hard for me to it's tough because I know businesses need to succeed. I know they need mm-hmm. to make money and I know like I understand it's really difficult. But as a patron, you can still get the food and take it. You don't have to sit in the restaurant right. to support the restaurant. Like, I have not dined in a restaurant since March, mm-hmm. but I've eaten out a lot. I've t- we have a podcast about how fat and how often we eat out. I went to Lassen's this week. I went to Peppy's last night. We had some time. You go in, you pick it up, you leave a nice tip for the people when you leave. It's the same deal. The restaurant's still getting the money. Right. So, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to get on my high horse. I know small businesses need us. Uh, but there's ways to do it where you don't have to sit in there and endanger yourself or others. That's all. right. Okay. But so, Peppy's was awesome. But Peppy's was awesome. As okay. it always is. So related on New Year's Eve, kind of like how you've mentioned on the pod before, you have like your couple families that are in your, you know, like in your neighborhood that you're like, okay, we're going to be the ones that hang out with each other and mm-hmm. we're going to be good. You know, like you have the understanding. You just know everybody. You know what everyone's doing. Yeah, exactly. So I've got that with a few people. So I got together with them for New Year's Eve and great idea for food. And there it's it's uh, my buddy Marty and his girlfriend, Amy, and they 
listen to the podcast so they're like okay we got to make sure we do something here like like <laughs> like they're like that kind of into it even though we're like really good friends i'm like it doesn't have to be that serious don't fight it rick just take it right but we did like a make your own quesadilla station thing oh yeah oh there was chorizo chicken steak and it was like all the meats there for you you just kind of make it however you want little quesadilla maker and man that just like was perfect and hit the spot. Yes. The immediate thought I have is when you have these make your own bars, mm-hmm. it's very hard to limit how much you eat. Yes. Like that's how many dozen quesadillas did you have? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, how many quesadillas did I have? I had. And were they taco size shells? Or yeah. were they burrito size? Okay. Yeah, okay. they were the taco size ones. But along with the other stuff that we had, I w- let's put it this way. I wasn't hungry by the end of the night. I'm not quite sure how many I had because, you know, those quesadillas were mixed with drinks. And then at that point, you just kind of keep you don't really keep track quite as well. No, and there's no need to because it's New Year's Eve and it doesn't count. Right. Exactly. The, differ- so, the for last day of a year and the first day of a year don't count against you. That's science. I, man, I that sounds really, really good. I, we did a party. This was pre-COVID uh, where we had walking tacos. Mm-hmm. So we bought the variety pack of Fritos, Cheetos, Doritos, and maybe there was Flamin' Hot Cheetos in there. There was some other whatever. So you do those. You put them in a basket or whatever you've got to start. And then you've got the ground beef, the chicken, you said the chorizo, shredded cheese, sour cream, and everyone just sort of opens the bag. I'm sure you've had a walking taco before, right? Yes. I know this might be a regional thing. So, And you just take a spoon and you scoop in whatever ingredients you want, crush up the chips in the bag, and just eat it with a spoon or a fork. That is a very satisfying, very inexpensive way to feed a lot of people Mm -hmm. and have them all be really, really happy. Like everyone loves that when they come in and see the walking tacos. It's like, yes, I'm, I don't. And, and for the hosts, there's so little cleanup. People just throw their bags away and that's it. Like there's no plates. There's no that you don't have to worry about that whole thing. The walking, ta- but the quesadilla bar, that sounds a lot of fun. I'm just having these visions of when everything's over and when we get to do stuff with people again, what are we going to do? And I'm sure like the first week or two, people are going to really go crazy mm-hmm. And then it's going to be back to like, okay, I'd rather just stay in tonight. (laughs) Yeah, people aren't that great anyway. Yeah, Yeah, we're kind of figuring this out. Dude, that is, uh, that's really accurate. The people I want to see, I'm seeing. Yeah. Right? Like, I find a way to go sit in a driveway or, you know, sit around the the fire pit with masks on or Mm -hmm. do a Zoom or whatever. The the periphery folks... Like I've I've not really missed them. I what I did really miss was Christmas, like getting together on Christmas yeah. with family and doing that whole thing. But I'm I don't know. I, I've kind of I've also saved a ton of money, like not having to commute to work, not having to. I don't have to do this, but I'm a fat guy, so I'm going to. I'm going to get breakfast on the run. I'm going to get lunch on the run. I'm going to grab snacks during the show. By the end of the run week, being I'm, a run being a metaphorical term. Yeah, but like, yeah, of course. But the core, I used to do the math like the course of a week. If I would get, you know, a Starbucks muffin or, uh, you know, coffee cake and a coffee and then grab lunch, whatever fast food after the show every day. I'm looking at like 120 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. I'm saving that now. <laughs> I'm not spending that. Right. It's just so much smarter. And I just, I need to find a way when this is over to sort of try to maintain that habit of not spending every penny I have on food just because my work hours sort of dictate that. Yeah. Take stuff to go, you know, bring a sandwich to work, something like that. I won't. I certainly won't. I cannot wait to go to Sabaro again. Is Sabaro still open in the Pedway? It is. Yes. I had it a couple days ago because I've been pretty much living at the station the last couple days. Yes, you have. Or last couple weeks, really. But uh, but yeah, no, I've had Sabaro a couple times and it is I feel like may and maybe this is this is just pure bias, but I feel like this Sabaro is better than most because mm. like when I've gone to Sabaro, you know, in other malls, essentially, uh, mm. it's 
like the the bottom isn't very crispy even though they warm it up and like it's hot and that the bottom isn't very crispy where this one the bottom is crispy it adds that textural element that you really like to have in every bite and man it just puts it over the top i think part of it is at least pre-pandemic when i was going is the turnover at that sabaro and the pedway mm-hmm. in chicago is just non-stop like people are in there all the time so pizza doesn't really have a chance to sit they cook them fresh they cut it they serve it and they got to make go make another one i think that's part of it i also just think that that place is really well managed mm-hmm. like from day one you almost know like the first week or two you're going to go to a new place even if it's an established franchise there's going to be those issues there were zero issues at that sabaro by the way for those of you who jumped into the i'm fat podcast not knowing who rick and i were uh, in our normal lives, we're producers at 670 The Score in Chicago. It's a sports radio station. Uh, and Rick and I used to work side by side every day. Um, but we're working together. I guess you'll be hearing this after the show. But on Monday, uh, I'm coming into work and I'm kind of excited to see people again. But uh, just giving some context to what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, that's true. Because it's like <laughs> yeah. what part of what's great about this podcast is it started mostly with people that knew us from our day jobs and how right. and how this podcast started as a bit on a radio show. And then it just we said, screw it and turned it into a real thing. And now we've got enough people that are hearing about it from other people or seeing it on social media that don't quite have the context of it. So, yeah, because like Jay and I sat next to each other for three years and change. And then when I was laid off at the beginning of April, obviously that changed. But since being brought back on a part time basis, you know, with all full timers taking the holidays off and, you know, us being understaffed. Uh, I have been spending pretty much every waking moment of the last few weeks at the station, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You sound really excited. Yeah. So the other thing is like as producers, um, what we all do, all the full-time producers save all of their vacation time to the end of the year. So, which is what I did. So I've been off since the 14th I've been off work um so so jesus i forgot that it was that long it's been a really long time um maybe it hasn't been that long maybe it was the next week but still oh yeah it was the 21st but still that's a really long time to be off and now all the other guys have to pick up the slack for all the vacationing people sorry your paycheck will look nice though yeah i mean let's not go there uh (laughs) i got one more thing uh real quick i want to get to speaking of work speaking of the snack station I feel like I was duped by some Facebook video and I need someone with a salad spinner. You know, it's not me. You know, it's not Rick to confirm this. Okay. You've probably seen when you're on Facebook, you go through those aggregated videos that are designed to make you watch for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a prank or it's whatever. There's this one woman named Adley. I watch her because she's really, really hot, even though the videos usually amount to nothing. Rick Lax is another one. They all have these these videos. So Sounds I'm watching like my one. life. Yeah. So it's this this model type girl and her boyfriend or whatever have a salad spinner out and they take a bag of cheese puffs. So the um, crescent shaped puffy Cheetos. Okay. Not the not the traditional Cheeto. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have a bag of those. Dump those into the salad spinner. And then they crank the salad spinner for, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds, whatever. And they open it. And what is left are Cheetos, traditional Cheetos. Now, this can't be real, right? You can't just salad spin or crush traditional cheese puffs into Cheetos. There's no way that works. No. Well, someone with a salad spinner has to do this experiment for us. I I need to know this answer. I mean, I could just buy Cheetos, but it was like after they were done mixing them, it looked like someone dumped a bag of actual Cheetos in there, but there were no camera cuts. It was all one shot. I don't know how they would have done it. I'm fascinated by it now. That's interesting. I'd never heard that. It's really not interesting, but I saw it as we were kind of interesting. (laughs) Okay, thank you. I appreciate the. yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just don't have a salad spinner, so I can't experiment with that. But if you've seen this video, tell me if I missed like an obvious trick because I because I'm so smart. I just mm-hmm. fast forward through all the nonsense parts of those videos because I know they're designed to make you watch like they're designed to keep you. They they 
they delay the reveal as long as they possibly can. Like, we're going to break this water balloon over this sunbathing person's head. And it takes seven minutes to get to the part where they crack the balloon. But me, like a dummy, I'm like, oh, water balloon. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. I don't know why. Why? And I get, I get mad at myself. Right. Then I get mad at my phone. And then I need to cleanse off the stink of disappointment. And when I do, Rick, I turn to Dr. Squatch. Yes, when I'm feeling the stink of disappointment all over me, I just jump in the shower grab one of my thick bricks of Dr. Squatch soap and rinse it right off. And I'm good to go for probably 12, 15 hours before I have to wash off the stench of disappointment again. DrSquatch.com is the website. When you're ready to check out, use that promo code IMFAT20. Yes, they specialize in handmade in the USA soap products, the big, thick, handmade bricks made in the USA, like I said. My favorite is the Cool Fresh Aloe, the Cold Brew Cleanse, um, there's so many good scents. They're all amazing. So go take that Squatch quiz, pick out the scents, pick out the textures you want in the soap, but you've got to try their other products too. The hair care kit is can't miss the toothpaste. And I've been using their new line of deodorants and I love it. DrSquatch.com. Use that promo code. I'm fat 20. You'll save 20% on your order uh, while supporting the podcast at the same time. Got a note on our uh, Instagram from Daniel he says, Jay, I wanted to let you know, Dr. Squatch is a total game changer. Yes, Daniel, we've been telling you that. And a lot of people on the I'm Fat Podcast fans Facebook page were sharing their pictures of their Dr. Squatch orders from the holidays, and everyone is really, really excited. So uh, it's been a good run with us and Dr. Squatch, and we're happy to keep it going. DrSquatch.com, promo code I'm Fat 20 Jay, I am really excited for this because fat fashions have been a part of this podcast from pretty much day one. I mean, it's part, it's one of the principles we built this on of no judgment, just, you know, enjoy everybody talking about their fat moments, whether they're proud of them or not. And now we're finally able to take it to the next level. And honestly, just like for us, probably something good to have on this podcast is other voices. Yeah, we got to catch our breath. That's part of the problem is Facts. Rick and I are. Yeah. So if you want to leave us a fat fashion uh, like Jason Rock and John Doey did, which is what we're going to call listeners that don't give us their name, John or Jane Doey. The number is 708-858-3314. 708-858-3314. Put that in your phone. And if you're in the drive through and you have an order you're embarrassed by, let us know about it. Just leave us a quick voicemail and we'll share it on the podcast. So the first fat fashion comes to us from Jason. Hey guys, this is Jason, longtime fat, first time caller. Uh, my fat fashion is that unless it's in the hot form, I think I hate fudge. I think I came to that realization this year. Thanks. Interesting. How can you hate fudge? I mean, hmm. I Uh-oh. I can no 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 no. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself in that world. And I mean, I can almost understand it because like when when fudge is hot, there's multiple uses for it. When fudge is not hot, you can't really do anything else with it. It's just it by itself, which mind you, not a bad thing. However, if you like the utility of things and be and you're not like a a single flavor person, mhm then that could be a problem for you. However, come on. I could, I could see like not having it be a go-to. Sure. But if someone brings out the, I don't know what you call it, like the tray or the dish of fudge from their local uh, candy shop, like the place I visited by you, Rick, that candy shop had fudge, yeah. Door County fudge, and it, that's really hard for me to resist when I see that. And I got a little thing of a little tray of fudge for my friend Jill for Christmas, or for my birthday, rather. And it's just nice to cut off a little square and just have that little, that rich chocolatey taste. I could see not having it being a go-to, but just not liking it. Eh. That to me is strange. Well, but especially if you like chocolate and there's so many different varieties of fudge where it's not just chocolate. I know there's a peanut butter option. There's the cookies and cream. There's, there's nutty ones. There's all kinds of different ones. I mean, fudge can be fairly intense. So I could understand maybe you're used to a a bigger chunk of whatever you're eating yeah. and you just have to have less per sitting of fudge. 
I could understand that being a little bit of a mental block, but that's about all I can come up with. Less Persignifudge is my favorite score overnight host. <laughs> um, I, I've heard people say, oh, this dessert is too rich. And whenever I hear that, I'm like, mm, that's not really a thing, but maybe it is for some people. All right. Next one here. Uh, next fat fashion comes to us from rock. Hey, I'm fat podcast. This is rock from Long Island. My fat fashional is uh, I work during the busy season, the spring and summer. I work you know, 11, 12 hour days. Um, and my wife's a terrible cook. So what I normally do is I tell her when I'm leaving work and then I stop and get a wonton soup or a slice of pizza or I go to the McDonald's drive-thru and I get the uh, the McDouble and fries $3 bundle and I consider that my appetizer because then when I come home, I know my dinner's not going to be that great. So you don't get to be this fat because I can't cook. I, can, I cook pretty well. So uh get a little let down when I come home to a, a subpar meal. So that's my fat fashional. Love the podcast, guys. Keep up the great work. Take care. Bye. <laughs> hey, one of the number one rules in food and sports is KYP. Know your personnel. So, <laughs> so if you know that, that your wife can't cook, good on you, Rock, for having an alternative and at least giving your, like he said, giving himself an appetizer so he's not completely starving if his dinner sucks. Oh, man. Oh, that's so bad. That's I, so I have good. had very few. I'm very blessed in that most people I've spent my life with, like my parents, or my wife, uh, they're all good cooks. Like my mom could. My mom d- didn't have a very diverse palate or exciting palate, but the stuff she made, she made very well. Um, but there have been those meals like at friends houses. Mm hmm. And you just know it's not going to be good. Like you yeah. just know their parents can't cook or they can't cook very well. Fortunately, I don't have that. Even all my friends cook very well. You make um, this sound like it's a coincidence. <laughs> Maybe it's how <laughs> I curate my friends. Yeah. But those meals, you know, are bad are the worst. Could you imagine if that was like your life and every day you came home to a, a and look Rock, part of me is saying, like, well, cook it your damn self. Right. <laughs> I think probably a lot of people listening are saying that. But, you know, 10, 11, 12-hour days, whatever. I get it. But, um, yeah, that would be that would be tough. That'd be tough. And I would just say, Rock, if your wife is not a good cook, just probably just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Like, don't, you know, she's trying. Yeah. She's doing her best. Uh, and if you're a good cook, say, hey, honey, you know what we should do this Saturday? We should cook together. And then use that as a kind of way to be like, hey, here's a little trick I learned. <laughs> His salt. <laughs> this, this new spice called salt. Seasonings. <laughs> right. They work. Yeah. All right. One more fat professional. This one's from, oh, he didn't tell us. So his name this week is John Dewey. Hello, fats. I recently went on a bike ride, um, a long bike ride. I hadn't eaten anything before this bike ride. I was really hungry. It was 430 in the afternoon. I knew if I went home. Um, I'd get yelled at from my wife because I couldn't eat before dinner in like an hour. So a mile from my house is a Dunkin' Donuts. I recently just received a gift card from a student for Dunkin' Donuts. So I pulled up, ran inside, ate four donuts real quick, and then rode a mile home and got home and then had dinner an hour later. Um, Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) professor doughy yeah i like that it's like oh so he's right and had four donuts yeah that's that's incredible that's pretty good i i I also appreciate the fact that you just defeated your entire bike ride yes (laughs) it's like well that was fun yeah uh, that was fun i'm gonna have four donuts to change look that's why i got an exercise bike right i need to at least break even or slightly less than not even i don't know it's uh that's funny for i was i was waiting to see where it went yes as to how many donuts he ordered like all right he got a donut like big deal no mm-hmm. he got four okay i cannot I, I cannot uh i cannot chew away your four donuts that's impressive uh very very well done john doey uh but when you leave these messages make sure you leave your name uh, so we don't have to come up with creative fat names for you. 708-858-3314. 708-858-3314. The Fat Fashionable is something we'll do probably every week, depending on how many we get. But that's mm-hmm. fun. We like to put your voices on the podcast. All right. With that, Rick, is it time to ask the fats? I think we should. 
Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. Ask a fats this week are brought to you by our friends over at Team Hockberg. Give them a call at 855-56-DAVID or visit their website, 56david.com. If you're looking to purchase a home, to sell your home, to refinance your home, or if you're just kind of starting to think about it and want to get an idea of the whole process and how to best put yourself in the position to be able to save money moving forward, because let's be honest, I mean, buying a house, selling a house, those are big deals. It's 100% kind of an overwhelming process. So the people at Team Hochberg and our friend David Hochberg are there to help you out and make the whole process simpler. I mean, David is as respected as there are in the industry. That's why so many people support him and talk about him to their listeners, to their friends, to their family. So go to 56david.com, talk to the team, talk to everyone at Team Hochberg at 855-56-David. And also, if you just kind of want to dip your toe in the water and see and just learn a little bit, see what David has to offer. Saturdays on AM 720, that's WGN Radio for those keeping score at home, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., he has a show, Home Sweet Home Chicago, where David gives a bunch of advice for people in that type of situation and also has a bunch of great guests that give their thoughts and their perspective as well. I know that the next time I am either buying, selling, maybe looking to refinance or really just want to you know, see what I have to do to put myself in the best position uh, to be able to buy or sell soon, I'm going to go to 56david.com. I'm going to call Team Hochberg and talk with David at 855-56-DAVID because they are here for you. They want what's best for you mm-hmm. much more than themselves. They know what they are. They're good. They want to help you because getting yourself a lifelong client, people that trust you, that's what it's all about. And just so you know, Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender, NMLS 1124061. A couple weeks ago, I had a my credit score went down a little bit, even though I had paid off a substantial credit card hmm. balance. And I said, uh, David, any idea what would do this? And he said, check these things out. I did. That was the problem. And I got it fixed. So uh, I was not refinancing my house, but I knew that David had experience uh, with credit, because that's a huge thing you need when buying a home. I knew he'd be the right guy to reach out to. I did, and my problem got solved very quickly. You don't become a celebrity mortgage guy very easily, but that's exactly what David is, and it's with good reason. All right, my first email here comes from Eric. He says, hey, guys, now that the holidays are over and we all have a little more time, I highly suggest heading to Fatso's last stand you talked about a little while back. The Merck's Burgers and their homemade cheesy tater tots are really good. Chicago is known for its great corner burger hot dog joints. Do you guys have a favorite within city limits? I'm a normie but love the pod and have listened since day one. Keep up the great work. So the corner burger hot dog joints in Chicago, I mean, they're endless. Mm -hmm. There's just so many. And and, I mean... (sighs) Like Gene and Jude's is great. Yep. You know, um, all it's hard to find a bad one. <laughs> you know, like Wiener Circle is a great example. Make sure you order a chocolate shake mm-hmm. when you go in there. Um, boy, I, I, it's hard to pick a favorite because there's just so many really, really great ones. Yeah, I always just look if I want that type of place. I look for a Vienna beef symbol. Yeah. And then I go there. And that's pretty much all I do because I know that as long as the quality of your meat is that good, it's really hard to screw it up. Yeah. So if you're not from Chicago, the reason Portillo's is so good is that it's basically a representation of these corner places that became so famous in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And 
Portillo started that way. What the first one was in Villa Park, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. It was like just a little wagon that sold hot dogs and they grew into this empire because they represent the best of what all these places have in Chicago. So you can go get the Portillo's experience at a lot of places like Fat Johnny's. I used to live by Byron's on Irving Park, which is great. Byron's had the their relish was like. I don't even know, like Philadelphia Eagles, Randall Cunningham era green. Oh, <laughs> it like, wow. It like glowed. That stuff was incredible. But Fatso's Last Stand is a place I talked about. The one I miss, I don't know if it's still around, Flukies. There used to be a Flukies in the mall that's on, <clears throat> excuse me, that's on Michigan Avenue. Mm-hmm. There was a Flukies in there. And the coolest part was you'd order your hot dogs and fries, and then they would give you a bunch of gum that was shaped like hot dogs, like minty gum. That was great. I love that. So that those are some of my favorites. Uh, Byron's was great, but Flukies was my favorite. I just don't know if there's any left. That's interesting. Yeah, I never really within city limits. I've never really had one specific one that I went to because I never lived in the city. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, I'm in the loop. So, you know, it's kind of different when you're in the loop because it's much more corporate than if you're really at anywhere else in the city. I'm trying to think there was a place in the parking lot just north of NBC Tower. It was a little like hot dog wagon. It was expensive as hell. It would be like 15 bucks for two hot dogs and fries, but it was good. And it was those kind of hot dogs. I can't, if anyone remembers the name of that, it was on Columbus, um, maybe in St. Clair, somewhere around there. If someone knows, email us. I'm fatpod at gmail.com. Okay. My first question comes from Ramblin' Grimace. What Chicago food spot would you bring a pro athlete to to close the deal? Oh. And the con- and the context is, did you see this? The context of this? No. So Trevor May uh, signed with the Mets, and he said, hold on, let me look up the name of the place. It was, He said a trip to Benetieri's Italian Gourmet Deli and Catering with Mets Brass sealed the deal for him. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. Oh, man, that's tough. See, now the question here is, this is all dependent. Yeah, it all on depends on what they like. Who am I recruiting, right? Do I need uh, an offensive lineman or am I trying to get Akeem Hicks to stay in town? Mm. Or am I trying to go for, you know, bring in a big NBA superstar free agent? The, I think, boy, is it kind of a cop out to say Gibson's? Yeah, see, like, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, because, you know. I know Gibson's is, I don't want to call it a chain, but there are several Gibson's. They're well-established. Mm-hmm. So, high floor. Yes. You know that if you bring someone to Gibson's, you are guaranteed a good experience, mm-hmm. a great experience. You know the, the steak's going to be among the best they ever had. There's going to be other options there. So if I'm bringing in a high-profile athlete, I, th- that's my first thought is Gibson's, and you sort of sell it as, hey, this place got its start here. It's really, really famous, but I know that a lot of the athletes in town love that RPM steak. Yeah. I guess that's the place where a lot of the athletes go. That could be. I don't know this, but a lot of times when you see players at a place, it's because they're getting comped. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like uh, I know Scout in the South Loop, which I think just closed, which is tragic. I love that place that you'd always see Blackhawks wearing Scout hats. They were black hats with orange um, like military ranking symbol on them. And it was just a really nice, like a high-end sports bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the players always wear that, but they always talk about RPM. I think those places might pay them. But any of the Chicago steakhouses downtown, you're you're pretty set. I think I think you're going to do a pretty good job. So I guess my default answer is is Gibson's. Yeah, that that's what mine would be too. Once again, high floor, real good quality steak. Right. Hard and to the beat fear that. is too, like if you go to one of these old places that's been around for a while. You never know if like one of the owners is a racist or something, and, like says Jesus. something. And, you know, you got to be careful of those things. I remember we went to uh, this is unrelated to the comment I just made. I just want to share the story. Went to lunch with um, God. Who was it? Was it Mac? I think it was Mac and Speaks. We went to uh, Rosebud uh, on Taylor Street for mm-hmm. lunch and we walked in and there were two guys just sitting at a table by themselves. I swear to God, they were from central casting. 
Like, did you hire these guys to sit here and look the way they do? They looked like Polly Walnuts. Both guys had, you know, <laughs> pinky rings on, like really nice, like like slicked back hair. They looked like tough. <laughs> like these guys are you they're added ambiance where they're just sitting there. Right. Like, did they come with the restaurant? It's they're amazing. not actually they're not actually real. They just really souped up the technology from the Chuck E. Cheese people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was like um when you would go to Harry Carey's. If you go in off times, I, almost, I think, I would say, I've probably been to Harry Carey six times. Four of the six times I went, Ernie Banks was there. Wow. Just like he, I think they'd say, hey, hey, Ernie, you know, come in, just be here. We'll feed you. We'll give you some wine. Just hang out. Okay. What What else am I doing? That sounds good. That that That's when you know you, that's like the highest level of stardom is when they're like, here's what we'd like you to do. Just come here and sit here and we'll give you everything you need. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. That's great. I'm Ernie Banks. Thank you. All right. I got one here from Bill. He says, with hopes that fans are back in the stands in 2021, rate the food experience at the four major stadiums in Chicago. Whew. Hmm. I mean, number one is easy. Yeah. Number one is is guaranteed guaranteed rate field or Comiskey or the cell, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's in a walk, too. Yeah. Their food is second to none. Um. Over the recent years, the United Center has really stepped up its game. Yes, it has. They've added a lot of um, like Chicago establishments like Big Star Tacos. And I can't remember the hot chicken place. Maybe the Budlong. One of those hot chicken places is in there. And then just in general, their concessions have gotten better. So for me, I'm going number two United Center. What about you? Yeah, I'm with you on those because, yeah, like. Rick, Rick, you know, like Rick Lee's fine. Rick like it, has got it, its items. Yeah, like there's, yeah. but yeah, overall, it doesn't match up to either of those two. And I'm with you on guaranteed rate being number one. Yes. And mind you, it's partially by design because they've 100% leaned in to having great food, which, mm-hmm. you know, is is part of the marketing thing of, you know, hey, we got to give people as many reasons as possible to come out to the ballpark. And thankfully, at least the team is getting better. You know, the manager can be passed out in the dugout. The team will be out there playing and you can be eating good food. That's what it's all about. And then obviously, like you mentioned, the UC has a good variety stepping up its game. So, yeah, I think it's very clear that those are your top two. Uh, So number three for me is Wrigley. Uh, They have pretty decent pizza. And I hope this doesn't go away. The Joe Madden hoagie. Mm-hmm. that they had when Joe Madden was the manager is one of my favorite things ever. It's just a great Italian sub, and it's got that Cento spicy cherry tomato relish on it that just knocks it out of the park. And somehow they were able to you know, translate the experience in a concession stand atmosphere. Only I think there was only two stands in the building that had it. It was at the two far ends of the main concourse. So the um, like the Waveland side and then the Addison side, what would it know? The Sheffield side. So like those two corners were the only two that had the Joe Madden hoagie. But I got it every time I went and it was delicious and it was filling. So it was a big sub, like a, a lot of bread. It was delicious. Uh, I just hope that doesn't go away. And then I guess Allstate Arena is the fourth. And that's just completely replacement level concessions. I think I usually get popcorn when I'm there. Well, Soldier Field. Oh, yeah. Soldier Field. I'm so rarely there. I can't even. I was going to say, I have never gone to a Bears game as a fan. I've been I've been in Soldier Field once for a game as a fan. And that was like when NIU got their asses handed to them by Wisconsin one time. And I don't remember the food experience. But other than that, I've only been there to like be for like when I was in band in college as part of the halftime show. Yeah, I have no recollection. I know they have bone of beef there. But I, the, the few times I've been there, it's been incredibly cold, mm-hmm. and it's, like, too cold to eat. <laughs> I don't want to take my hand out of my glove yeah. to eat my sandwich. Okay, my next one is from... I honestly can't even read the name because my handwriting sucks. Um, John Doey. <laughs> yes, John Doey. What's your go-to taco meat? Steak, chicken, pork, ground beef. Steak. Steak, yeah. Yeah. We've talked about the, like, the way you test a pizza place is like with sausage or sausage and onion mm-hmm. or whatever. To me, if I'm trying a Mexican restaurant for the first time, I'm getting steak tacos or a steak burrito. If you can't do the steak right, you're wasting my time. Yep. A hundred percent agree. Yep. 
All right, this one comes from Sean. He says, I always grab a salted nut roll when I go to our local farm and fleet. What's your favorite lesser known candy go to? That's I, from Seth. I try to get never mind. Um <laughs> <You're an idiot. laughs> Yes, I am. What was the question? I didn't even listen to the question. I was just waiting. <laughs> What's your what is your go to lesser known candy? Oh, okay. Um I think hundred grand is too mainstream, probably. I would say so, yeah. Okay. That is a fantastic question because I don't know that I really have one. I think I Mike and Ike's are too mainstream, but I feel like I like them more than most. Mike and Ike's is solid. That's okay. not one that's like top of mind for most people. Okay. And you have to search for them. I, I'll give you that one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that mine is bottle caps. We talked about that a while yes. ago. I love bottle caps. And if you ever had, you would not like this because it's peanut butter. Sorry. But a Chico stick. You ever seen those? I haven't but it sounds like something poly walnuts might be holding okay so there's a pops snack shop in homewood they sell like penny candies and they also have albany's candy which is clutch um but i saw them at the checkout counter like i've never had one of these i'm gonna try it a chico stick is basically a butterfinger without the chocolate oh okay which was interesting like i don't know i anytime i see the word chick I'm afraid it's chicken flavored, like chicken in a biscuit, mm-hmm. where it's chicken flavored crackers. Like, no, I don't. Don't put your artificial meat flavor on my food. Just give me the meat. Um, so I was always hesitant to try a Chico stick, but I did and I liked it. I wouldn't probably chase it down again, but it wasn't terrible. But uh, bottle caps. I'm a big fan of Smarties, too. The little rolled up sugar wafers. Yeah, you are. Yeah, no one really likes those, but I like those. So those two I like. Okay, this one from Tim isn't as much of a question as much as it is he's bragging about his New Year's Eve spread. So right. I will indulge you, Tim. He said, grade my New Year's Eve lineup. Crockpot meatballs, pigs in a blanket, mm. hot pretzel bites with nacho cheese, air fried onion rings, mozzarella sticks, pizza rolls, oven nachos, New York strip, and twice baked potatoes. I have zero criticism of that. That sounds ideal. And next year, please invite us. Yeah. So for one thing, next year, please invite us. My only criticism is, how's that social distancing going, buddy? (laughs) How many people are you having over for that much food? That's just for him. Oh, yeah. Unless you're part of like the Von Trapp family or something. (laughs) Like, what are we doing here? Nice. That you just gave that reference for my wife. That is her favorite movie. So there we go. I, I'll someday I'll be randomly sitting on the couch and I hear her go, Yes. And I'm like, Oh, she just heard the she just heard the sound of music <laughs> reference. Oh, I mean yeah. I mean there's no bad words in all of that. No, that's that, that's that, an, it sounds incredible. The New York strip got me kind of like what how does yeah, that work? I'm yeah. not mad about it, but it just seems kind of Well, right, because it feels like you're doing like an okay, it's an appetizer day. It's it's like when you don't have a starting pitcher and you just go with a bullpen day. It's just <laughs> yeah. an appetizer day. And that's perfectly fine. Oh, I love app days. Me too. That's usually the first Bears game or the first Bears night game or whatever is app day. I'm excited. Well, but. it's app day. <laughs> all right this one comes from Gianni. he says uh we've established that thanksgiving is the highest of holidays for fats how can we make new year new year's eve more food centric to compete for the top spot well i think the problem with new year's eve is that usually there's some sort of other thing you're doing that distracts from the eating mm-hmm. right like you have to be at this club or be at this party or and food is periphery, whereas Thanksgiving, the food is the point. Yes. I mean, I guess giving thanks is the point, but the yeah. real point is the food. So I would think if anything is going to dethrone Thanksgiving, it'd have to be Labor Day, 4th of July, Memorial Day, something I, I where... I would say 4th of July is about as close as it gets in terms of the food being that high of a priority. That's, yes. that's what I think makes a big difference, because like... Even if, even outside of the going out to a club or, or or whatever it ends up being for New Year's Eve, I think of New Year's Eve as a drinking holiday more Correct. than a food holiday, and I don't think anything is going to change that. No, I I think, and he did sort of say, if it's not New Year's Eve, what else would it be? I think Fourth of July is the right way to do it. And I think you sort of look at it as you've got the 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 fall 
cold weather food holiday, and you've got the warm weather food holiday. Yeah. Thanksgiving and Fourth of July are one A and one B on the Super on the Bowl. Fat list. Super Bowl Sunday is fairly close. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but see, I think there's distraction there. Maybe it's just because it's me and I have to watch the game and like take notes and crap. Right. Um, but I know, poor me um, and Rick. But yeah, I think the 4th of July is the day I get excited for. Like th- that's a that's a holiday I really look forward to for a lot of reasons, but especially because I know like sometimes, Rick, there's nothing better than a simple grilled hot dog. Mm hmm. Like it, it, there's nothing there's nothing complicated about it. It's just the nostalgic taste of it. It just reminds you of having a good time. You know, you're drinking cheap cold beer. You're eating a bunch of hot dogs and chips or whatever. That's a good day for me, man. That that makes me really really happy when that happens. Okay, this next one from Aaron. We could probably do this one pretty quick. Best st- fast food store specific condiment. Hmm. To me, it's it's a slam dunk. It's Arby sauce. Yeah, that's that's definitely it. That's the champion. Uh, Arby sauce is great. I was thinking Taco Bell fire sauce is pretty good, too. Yeah. But yeah, Arby sauce is the champ. Anything even close? Like, I, I know my wife says that the patio, you ever had the patio? Rick? Yes. Their ranch is supposed to be incredible. I'm not a big ranch guy, so I, I wouldn't know. Has she said that Burger King has really good ranch? I've heard that too. I used to like Burger King's barbecue sauce a lot because they were ones that really leaned into like the smokier barbecue sauce. Yeah. Um. And they don't. I don't believe they have the same barbecue sauce anymore. Um. Yeah. Even like a lot of our go tos, like Culver's has really good sauces, but not like holy crap sauces. Yeah. So I yeah I think it's I think it's Arby sauce and a runaway. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. All right, got one here from Mike. He says, uh, hey, guys, I look forward to Mondays because you guys. Oh, that's nice. He says it makes my commute home very enjoyable. When I was a kid, I created a specialty sandwich that I would definitely not eat today. Did you guys ever create something in your younger days that would not that you would not touch today? My sandwich was peanut butter and Miracle Whip with Budig's chipped beef, the entire package, and cheese. That is awful. Jesus <laughs> so Christ. Chipped beef, by the way, Rick, that's shit on a shingle. Yeah, that's what that's called, I guess. Creamed chipped beef. That sounds really appetizing. That sounds awful. Um, I have discussed my spaghetti sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I wouldn't eat it anymore, but I just can't bring myself to eat an entire carb meal uh, in one sitting. Um, the other thought is we talked last week about the Portillo's beef and cheddar croissant. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't want to. It's that I can't. <laughs> I mean, I can, right. but I just can't make any plans for the rest of the day if that happens. Um, For me, I don't, at least I don't remember eating anything really weird. The thing that I just really probably wouldn't choose anymore is a just a jelly sandwich. Okay. Because, yeah. because, you know, it's like, okay, like it doesn't taste bad. But it's like, what are we doing here? Like, I would have a jelly sandwich sometimes at, you know, going to school. If like there were there were certain mornings where where, you know, like mom wouldn't realize like, oh, hey, we're out of lunch meat. OK, no big deal. You can just have a jelly sandwich for a day. It's one day, whatever. And mm-hmm. mind you, I, I didn't complain about that. That's perfectly fine. I liked some. There were days I would ask for a jelly sandwich. And now I will never ask for a jelly sandwich, but I will have a jelly sandwich. Yeah, I was the same way as a kid with a cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Just give me two pieces of bread and however many slices of American cheese, and I was good to go. That's, <laughs> I feel like I'm an adult now. I don't need to eat that anymore. Right. But I do, I still do love, I know you don't like peanut butter, Rick, but I still do love, like, a pe- to me, this trio goes together. Maybe this is like, we could give it homework assignments to people, like, co- like combos that go together well. For me, it's peanut butter and jelly with ruffles and a diet coke i don't know why that to me is a those those three things fit together and i've talked about this other one before ham and cheese with doritos mm-hmm. Th- these go together well if you got something like that let us know i'm fatpod at gmail.com or leave your leave us a fat fessional 708-858-3314 okay my last one is from the orange mamba who wants to know have you ever had food on a vacation that was so good that you considered a, re- a return trip primarily just to have that food again? Yes. 
but the the place I'm thinking of has so many other good places too. I, there's a place in Nashville called Bar Taco, mm-hmm. which is just incredible high end Mexican food with the best margaritas you'll ever have, and they're like smoky jalapeno margaritas. Like it's high end stuff that I can't get here. Like I, I know I can get like a, probably a better burrito or a better taco here, but the entire experience of bar taco in Nashville is something I've been chasing since the last time I was there. That's the first thing that came to my mind was bar taco. I love that was such an incredible meal. And in Saugatuck, Michigan, there's a uh, coffee shop called it's not uncommon ground crap. Um, hang on. Let me see if I can find this. I'm, I like coffee. I'm not like a huge coffee. Uh, per, it's called Uncommon Coffee Roasters. There you go. Uncommon Coffee Roasters. I'm not the biggest coffee guy in the world. I drink a coffee every day. Iced coffee, hot coffee, whatever. That's really it. Uncommon Coffee Roasters in Saugatuck, Michigan is the greatest coffee in the world. It's so, so good. And I have really said during quarantine, said to Hope, like, it's the weekend. What are we doing? Let's drive to Saugatuck and get some coffee. And we've been like, uh, we shouldn't do that. I, we talk ourselves out of it. Yeah, but we've been right there. We've been right there and, and almost done it just for coffee. That's awesome. And we bring back some, you know, we would bring back some whole bean coffee for home too. Sure, that would that'd be part of it. But those are the two: Bar Taco in Nashville. I think Bar Taco might be a chain. There might be a, a number of them, uh, and Uncommon Coffee Roasters in Saugatuck, Michigan. Okay, the one that popped into my head was one I had in Myrtle Beach on my honeymoon, uh, River City Cafe. <laughs> not City Barbecue in Raleigh? <laughs> not City Barbecue in Raleigh. <laughs> Although that's about as often as I take a vacation. Uh, <laughs> no, River City Cafe in Myrtle Beach. It's like this like run-down, divey-type place. They have license plates all over the walls. Oh, yeah. And it was just a barbecue burger. But, man, like it was a sweeter barbecue sauce and it was so good. I believe it was a bacon barbecue burger. And it was good enough to where, and also close enough to our hotel, where mm-hmm. we went there a couple times in our week there. And it was, it just, it just like hit the right spot between that and their fries. Really, really good stuff. Uh, and, oh, a thing that you would be jealous of is right across the street from that hotel, which we took advantage of a couple times was an actual brick and mortar Ben and Jerry store. I have, I'm trying to think if I've ever been to a brick and mortar Ben and Jerry's. There was one open in like Beverly Mount Greenwood for a really short time. Like, I don't know what happened to it, but um, I don't think I've ever been, I might've been one or two times in my life in a brick and mortar Ben and Jerry's. And then I was just overwhelmed and scared. Um, <laughs> I don't know why there's not more around here, uh, but that needs to be fixed. We need more Ben and Jerry's. Agreed. All right, I have one this or that. How many do you have, Rick? I have two. All right, you start. Okay, this first one is from Stephanie, who wants to know pancakes or waffles? Hmm. Hmm. If I'm so, I'm, I guess the, the question is where I have to choose one of these for life. Uh, yeah, I guess I would. I would assume as such. I'm going to go pancakes because uh, lower ceiling but higher floor. Okay. But a, it's some p- places make waffles that are just unbelievable. Yep. And better than the best pancake. But I feel like an average pancake is better than an average waffle. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I, uh, I'm i going waffle because, okay. yeah, I just, I'm chasing ceiling there. It's just so good. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. Right. I mean. There's no wrong answer. All right. This one comes from Greg. Miguel Olivo or Paul Bacco? <laughs> Ask I'm, us about bad former uh, Chicago catchers. Oh, that's good. Um, I'm a Miguel Olivo guy because he was he was stocky. He was fatter than Paul Bacco, if I remember. He was. And he was also more athletic, so it didn't make much sense as to why he was like faster, too. Yeah, give me Miguel Olivo because of his fatness. Yep. He's got like that weird, like, uh, he's not fat, but he's also not built. I, I believe he's what we call stocky. Stocky is a good word for it. Like where there's, 
I'm trying to think of like a comparison. Like Ron Coomer kind of mm-hmm. when he played was not fat, but he wasn't buff either. He was mm-hmm, just kind of partner? a big dude. What? I said, mm-hmm, partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I love Coom. He's the best. He really is. Okay. Last one here is from Jesse. Fried bologna sandwich or regular bologna sandwich? I've never had a fried bologna sandwich. Is that weird? Uh, no, I don't think it's that weird. That's another thing, by the way. Speaking of things we d- I don't eat anymore, bologna and cheese was a standard in my house growing up. I probably have not had bologna in 35 years. Yeah, it's been forever. For and me. I don't really know why. I was. I think I told, I've said this on the podcast. We're watching rewatching the Cosby show with Addie mm-hmm. um, with the warning like, hey, that guy's an ass bag. But the show is really good and still stands up. Yeah. And the lessons learned are good. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm making a bologna sandwich. I'm like, bologna. That's a thing. I forgot. Yeah, seriously. No, that's that. It is a good one, and I should have thought of that too because I had it growing up a decent amount. But yeah, I definitely not. I mean, I would probably go fried bologna just so that way you get a little bit of the texture difference. But that's really about it. This is a girthier hot dog. Yeah, essentially. So, all right. That's kind of a weird note to end on, but hey, <laughs> let's exactly, go for it. Exactly my intent. <laughs> yes. All right. We want to remind everybody to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That helps us out in those Apple rankings significantly. So please do that. Check out our T Public Shop. If you got some money over Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating and it's burning a hole in your pocket, go to the T Public Shop and get it's not just shirts, but cups, bags. They got a bunch of junk over there that you can slap our logo on. Also, the Patreon and reach out at I'm Fat Pod, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. And for your fat fashions this week, 708 858 3314. And last thing, check out our sponsors, Dr. Squatch, promo code I'm Fat 20, and Team Hochberg, 855 56 David, 56 David.com for all your mortgage needs all right we're gonna get out of here he's jay i'm rick and this is the i'm fat podcast all right i think we got a lot accomplished here today me 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 me, but also you the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film powder donut okay what's my line uh the only line i see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from progressive oh man that's a tongue twister huh I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.